You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. I'm here from the Internet Law Center here in... Very sunny, very hot um, Santa Monica, the heart of Silicon Beach. We got another great show for you today, and we're we're talking from across the pond with Yair Cohen. Um, he is the founder of the London-based Cohen Davis Solicitors, and we're going to be talking about some of the trouble Google's getting in on the other side of the pond um, with EU regulators over antitrust issues. There are now um, two to three investigations currently ongoing, and we're going to walk through those and talk about, in general, a little about what's going on um, in Europe with um, a number of U.S. companies seem to have been ensnared by um, regulatory actions and investigatory actions on the EU. So we're going to talk about that. we got some news updates just very quickly to share. Um, the California Supreme Court is going to um, review the um, Yelp um, case involving um, Hassel um, Rebird. It's a case in which um, uh, a, defend, uh, a law firm was able to get a Yelp review taken down. Um, without naming Yelp to the complaint, it's caused quite an uproar um, within the internet community and it is now going on appeal um, to the California Supreme Court where it should be quite a battle. Um, in addition, I want to highlight there's a major um, social media movement going on um, in the Arab world and it's particularly in Saudi Arabia where we've seen and we've had guests on before talk about the influence and the use of Twitter to really um, – bring about social change and there's a, a movement on twitter right now called 
hashtag I am my own guardian. Currently in Saudi Arabia, there are repressive laws um, that limit um, women's freedom because men are their guardians. Um, they're either their son or their husband or someone is assigned as their guardian and can d- deny them the right to work, the right to travel, even the right to seek medical treatment. And over 15,000 women have signed a petition online to end those guardianship laws. And um, it's all happened through Twitter. So it's a major development. Um, so um, hopefully we'll have someone to talk about that later on. Um, very quickly, um, today is also International Right to Know Day, which is about you know, allowing um, freedom of information policies that encourage, you know, the full disclosure and discussion of debates, investigation into human rights abuses. And it's kind of sad that uh, Amnesty International reports that Thailand is threatening it over um, its release of a report about the use of torture by the current military regime. So, um, but without further further ado, let me bring on Yair. Um, well, thank you for joining us. From um, are you from calling from London or Essex? I'm calling from uh, Essex today, dark and cloudy Essex. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like here. Um, but I want to thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your practice? Oh, we are we are uh, a practice specializing in uh, internet law. Uh, I've been doing this for about twenty years now, from the very early days of the internet, uh, and we specialize in data protection uh, matters, uh, internet law. And uh, coincidentally, there are a number of uh, competition issues that are arising, as, as, as you would know, uh, Bennett, as part of uh, Internet law. So, so um, we, we are pioneers here, and uh, we, we are the first uh, law firm to have obtained injunctions against Google, against Facebook, against uh, 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 all of, the, of of other uh, uh, service providers. So, um, yeah, it is very, very interesting here, and uh, it is fantastic to uh, be able to interact with you guys, especially with you, uh, Bennett, and your law firm. Thank you very much. It's a it's thrill to have you here. Um, Yair and I belong to a group called the Internet Law Leadership Summit. We meet twice a year, normally in Las Vegas, although this December we will be in Miami Beach, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and so a, a little bit easier for you, but um, I'm sure the people in Vegas will, will, will miss our hijinks. But um, so let's let's talk in general. For those who don't know what antitrust law is, you, could you just, how would you explain it to the layman? Um, trust law is, is, is a fancy word that lawyers use to describe competition law. I think when you say competition law, it seems suddenly uh, a lot more uh, clearer. So, so it is the idea that uh, organizations um, um, should uh, uh, act at the benefit of the consumers and never become uh, large enough. Uh, well, they, 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 could, they could become large enough, but never, never become large enough and then abuse their position to the detriment uh, of, of the consumers. So it is really about competition law. And so, I mean, in, in general and theoretically, a monopoly per, isn't bad per se. I mean, if you develop something, in fact, we have patents. Patents are monopolies. You know, we give you the right to exploit something exclusively under the law. And, you know, if you come up with some innovation and you are the first in the market, um, you have a right to exploit and, you know, obviously to enjoy the benefits of, of your inoventiveness. Um, 
but it's when you you try to use it to to leverage that uh, to gain competitive advantage in, in other markets that you run afoul, correct? Well, well, I, th- I think in the United States, and, and you you correctly if I'm wrong about it because I know you know you know quite a fair bit about competition now um, in, in the United States. Uh, the 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 key there is uh, being um, um, t- taking steps uh, to deliberately exclude competitors from the market. Right. Uh, and, and this is this is this is not this is what is not allowed. You you're not allowed to take steps uh, for the sole purpose of excluding other people from the market. Because if you do that. Uh, it's great to have a monopoly, and, and I appreciate that uh, monopolies have uh, can 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 have huge amount of resources and then innovate uh, by uh, creating a monopoly and then deliberately excluding any competition. Uh, we could create market stagnation, and if we create market stagnation, then there's no competition, there's no technological uh, benefits, and of course prices uh, could, could could become uh, quite 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 high for the consumers. So, so I think in, in Europe, I mean, this is a funny one because because the, the the European Union or the European Economic Area, which is pretty much the, the similar thing, is a group of European countries that uh, got together. And created, guess what? A monopoly. <laughs> they have created an ex- <laughs> they have created an exclusion zone. Okay, uh, where um, what it means is that uh, it is okay to have uh, to, to 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 exclude competition uh, as long as the competition is uh, coming out from the outside that uh, um, a protectionist zone. Uh, so, so the idea of the European Economic Area is really to to protect the economic interests of the members. Uh, so, so take take something very um, uh, basic, such as olive oil. Uh, even if olive oil that is grown in, uh, say, say uh, Algeria, is much cheaper to produce and, and import into the European Union, uh, there will be such high uh, levels of taxation just to make it more. Uh, difficult for the for the uh, uh, for that olive oil to be imported because uh, Italy is part of the European Union, and the European Union will do everything they can uh, in order to uh, protect the Italians' olive oil interests. So it's that simple. Right. Uh, anyone who's seen The Godfather knows about the Italians' olive oil interests. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, so Google first runs afoul of the antitrust laws uh, with allegations that they are diverting traffic um, in search from rivals to favor their own um, their own properties mm. and could you tell us about that yeah so 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 once once you um, under European law once you become uh, dominant so once you attain a dominant position and we talk about dominant position we talk about market share of about 40% so once you have 40% share of the market this is the point where the European Commission which is the uh, the, the the competition police in Europe uh, will start looking into your business uh, and, and, and you will need to uh, uh, to justify yourself and your conduct and behavior. So Google has got uh, no less than ninety percent of the market share in Europe. So in Europe, we know we know hardly anything other than Google. I think I think in in the United States, uh, well, what is it? When it's sixty, seventy percent market share? It's yeah, it's something like that. I mean, frankly, I, I I don't know many people who don't use Google, 
but um, there are some people who use Bing and um, you know Opera and Safari and other search engines. Mm-hmm. But um, by and large, you know Google is the show. Yeah. Um, so 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 market share is is ninety percent. That means that pretty much um, everyone is using Google. And uh, so so what it means is that Google has got a dominant position. So the question now is, uh, does Google abuse the dominant position? And, and, and Google is a lot of things, as, as we know. Google, Google is a search engine, uh, but Google provides all sorts of other services, uh, and particularly uh, in relation to advertising. And now we have Google Shops, uh, Google Store, they, they call it, and there's all sorts of other things. So, so, so initially, I think it was it was in, in 2010 uh, with the first case uh, where, right. where, where where the European Commission say, look, you know, we, we want to look into into some of your practices um, because we think that uh, your uh, uh, you as, as Google are excluding search engines who pro- that provide comparison. Uh, 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 store website. So, so in in relation to products, uh, if if you ser- if you say 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 search for 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 a new television set, uh, then uh, one of the first search results will be uh, a Google Store, and there will be all sorts of uh, options to compare from. However, there are other search engines that also provide uh, the same sort of service, but Google will deliberately exclude those other ser- search engines from its. Uh, uh, first page or the first few results, uh, and the European Commission wasn't very happy with that. And you know, so some of you may know sites like you know Shopzilla is one example of a. Uh, and uh, um, so, just to back up a little bit, in in I started my career working at a, at a firm that um, did was one of the leading antitrust firms in the country, and. It's an interesting field of the law because a lot of it isn't based on law but economics, and so you you know you have to find uh, market dominance, um, but you have to define the market, and that's actually where there's a lot of a lot of opportunities for you know we we hired teams of economists and um, to go through and to help define what actually is the market. And at what point, you know, do do you have monopoly power? You know, if 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 you can prove if if there's a theory that if you raise prices X percent, if someone else would enter into the market, then you don't have monopoly power. So it's actually a very if very interesting field to get into, especially if you have an interest in economics. So the the theory here is that the, the relevant market is search. Um, Google has monopoly power in search. And the other market was the market for comparison shopping, and that Google was trying to leverage its monopoly power or in search to disadvantage its competitors in the comparison shopping sites. Yeah, that's right. That, that's correct. So, so what Google was doing, it was artifi- allegedly, of course, it was it was uh, artificially lowering the rank. Of the competitions uh, uh, comparison uh, uh, search engines uh, and ranking its own service very very high regardless of merit. So so uh, n- not certainly not uh, to the benefit of the consumers. And the other and thing, you, yeah. Sorry, go on. What is what is your assessment of that? Because the FTC, the first, you know, 
you know, obviously it's a global market. It's a you know, and the internet by definition, you know, you don't <laughs> you don't fly over the the Atlantic and say, oh, there's the border for the UK um, internet, and so the. Um, the FTC actually investigated these very allegations and declined to um, to go there in 2013. They declined to take action. But um, so, what what is your assessment of that? Um, very briefly. Um, the 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 the, uh, the 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 word that is out there is that there, there are some regrets uh, in relation to that, and and we know that Google again is under under the radar of the uh, of the of the uh, Federal Trade Commission, uh, but 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 more importantly, in terms of market share, uh, Google's market share has been ninety percent in Europe, but again only sixty seventy percent in the United States, which makes all of a difference because. Uh, 60% is a large proportion, but still it's not completely dominating the market. So on this basis, we can, I think, distinguish the uh, decision of the, uh, uh, of the U.S. Uh, Federal Trade Commission from the decision of the European Commission. Well, we have to do our share to promote competition, so we're going to take a short break to allow our sponsors to express their relative competitive merit to our consumers and listeners. So we'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Cyberlaw and Business Report only on cranberry.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with Ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. 
Cranberry Radio. It's it's good for you. Really. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. I'm talking with Yair Cohen. We've been talking about the current EU Google battles over uh, antitrust law, and we were talking about the first Google um, EU investigation that began in 2010 over the allegations that they were diverting um, search traffic um, to their benefit and then to the detriment of competing um, comparison shopping sites. And uh, so... In May 2016, uh, the EU says they're going to seek a three billion dollar fine. How? How um, is that? Is that unprecedented? Is it? Is it? Or have they ever sought something of that that size of, against any other company? Well, well, it is unprecedented, and in, in, in I tell you why. Um, Let's let, let, let just 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 go back to uh, uh, um, to. To the investigation itself, because I think this is quite important uh, to put the level of, of potential fun in the right context. Because uh, what Google uh, uh, then was doing, uh, which is again part of the investigation, uh, was that um, it, wa- it was uh, uh, forcing uh, uh, advertisers, Google advertisers, to not use. Uh, competitors advertising, and then it was make it, making it very, very uh, difficult for them to move to to take their data away, and, and if they wanted to move to to, to a different provider. Uh, so, so well, what the commission is saying: Look, you're not only excluding uh, um, uh, people from from your search results or competition from your search results; you're also making it very difficult for uh, in relation to your paid results, and you make it far more expensive for competition to go on to the page results uh, and, and you, you, you preventing people from, from using uh, any competition in the page result. So the level of, uh, of, of uh, damages that the uh, European Commission can say is up to 10%, uh, listen to this, then uh, up to 10% of the, of the defendant's turnover. So it's not uh, the defendant's profit, it's not the defendant's, um, uh, say, say, turnover in the European uh, uh, economic area, but it's 10% of the profit, and that could be quite a lot of money. So the reason why this is uh, unprecedented is because quite often those sort of cases don't go that far uh, because you can imagine the f- potential financial damage. So what Google did, they offered to uh, settle the, the, the case, and they made, they made a number of offers, uh, and eventually, um, they, they, they made some concessions, uh, and they made some changes to the way the search works and the way they display, uh, competition. But that wasn't satisfactory to the European Commission, and they decided to continue to pursue Google. So whether, um, ultimately the level of fine will be <laughs> will be imposed on Google. I, I don't know. I think they might not have a choice uh, uh, subsequently but to try and settle the case again. So what what is and I know we have other investigations going on, but in that that phase of the investigation, what is the next step there? The 
the next step is now now you the 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 the, um, the 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 way it works is the initial stages are, are sort of almost informal informal investigation and then there there are uh, discussions between say say the european commission and google and then uh the european commission um can um uh, uh start uh, a, a, for, a more formal uh, a stage um which is called a statement of objection. So the European community say, look, we are objecting to certain practices that uh, you, you're carrying out. Mm -hmm. uh, Google then will have a right of defense. Uh, and after that, there will be a decision. So where we are now, there has been a number of statement of objections. So each time Google came back with, uh, uh, with, with, with uh, uh, further information, uh, trying really to defend its position. I think it's only made it this, it, its position worse because the commission came back and said, oh, now in view of the further information that you provided, we actually feel that the case against you is much stronger. <laughs> so, wow. so, so, so this is where we are. I think we are on the third or the fourth um, uh, statement of objection, which means it, it, statement of objection is almost, almost a claim. Uh, so, so, so it's almost a formal claim or a subpoena, whatever you call it in America. Uh, so, so this is where we are, and Google now is a right to defend uh, itself, and it is preparing its defense to the latest statements of objection. And as all this is happening, uh, I'll let you introduce the the, the latest uh, investigation. Yes, it's, it's, it's leading up to it's it's almost like it's like the Star Wars series. Okay, this it is. <laughs> this is episode two. And um, our, our Jedi search engine um, now stumbles into the Android market. And there's allegations that they may have misused their market position in Android. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, because, because you, you, you were talking about uh, previously uh, how, how, how um, a market uh, uh, is defined. So we say, look, we have the search market. Then we have the comparison search market. Uh, then we have uh, maybe the uh, the mobile phone search market, but also have the mobile phone market. And within the mobile phone market, Android in 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 the UK in the, in Europe is absolutely huge. And what the European Commission is saying is that Google is is being uh, a little bit naughty, uh, in a sense that uh, it is um, excluding. Uh, any possible competition in relation to its Android operating systems, and also that it uh, forces uh, manufacturers to uh, install uh, as a default search engine Google Search. And once you got Google Search, of course, as a default, it follows that um, uh, people will, will, will use Google Search, will get those comparison shopping websites, and we go run and run and run in circles. Gee, that sounds familiar. And actually, it sounds not only does it sound familiar from what we said earlier on the show, but it's almost the identical thing that got Microsoft in trouble here in the U.S. Mm. You know, was you know tying use of the Internet, you know, Internet Explorer to yeah. the Windows operating system. It is almost identical in in the sense that they are they are really tying the the, the operating system into the search engine. And and I think and I think the, the 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 thing about it is that these are two separate investigations. So potentially, there are two separate sets of fines of ten yes. percent of Google's turnover. This is the significance, I think, of 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 commencing a completely separate investigation because what the European Commission does quite often, there, there are different complaints, and then they merge everything into one single investigation. 
Um, but, but, but in this case, they, they kept those investigations quite uh, independent of one another. Uh, but, but let me ask you this, though. Would the fines that would be assessed would be 10% of revenue from Android or 10% of all Google? Of the company's turnover. Holy. So not, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know. Uh, look, look, we can have a guess what is Google's total uh, turnover, but we're talking turnover. That is Bennett before tax. Before, before uh, uh, expenses, before, before, before everything else. So, wow. so, so we're talking. I mean, this is huge, and and also the the, the interesting thing is that the European Commission is allowing itself, or the Europeans are allowing themselves, to to impose fines over uh, turnover that that might not have anything uh, to do at all uh, with Europe, of course, because I think the majority of Google's uh, uh, profit is, is probably not in Europe. But but in the United States and other countries, now uh, yeah that that's that's kind of suspect. But what do you think of the economic theory? Is you know when you have other um, phone systems, when you have Apple, and you have, I mean, granted it's not as Windows, but it's not huge. Um, is the relevant market Android, or is the relevant market all mobile phones? Yeah, it, it brings us back to uh, to the market share argument, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know what the market share of uh, Android in the United States is. Uh, I mean, we don't have that many. I mean, I mean, what what have we got? We got uh, iPhone, we have Androids, we have um, we have uh, a Nokia, which is you know Microsoft uh, phone, yeah. and BlackBerry is pretty much dead. I think. I hope I'm not going to get sued for, for for saying this, but 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 they no, that big. The, the, the president of the United States will probably just launch a drone strike against you <laughs> as a devoted uh, BlackBerry user. But any event, um, <laughs> you yeah. hear a buzzing noise coming from background. Well, you, know, every, every, yeah, you might yeah, want to move, but uh, <laughs> we, we have the patriot. You know, you know, you know. Israelis are, are the are the. Uh, I happen also to be an Israeli, so, so Israelis are the the uh, are the largest users of the anti-missile patriot uh, system. Oh, uh, which, which, which is in a, a great American. Uh, that, that, that may save you this from for the next half hour. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so um, yeah, so, so raises yeah. an interesting question. Yeah, so 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 we have we have a market share here of eighty percent of Androids in in Europe, which is huge. Uh, and uh, uh, Microsoft phones hardly exist, and the rest of the market belongs to. To iPhone. Uh, now, now, the interesting thing about Android is this: uh, is that it is an open source uh, um, code. Uh, the, the whole idea is that anyone can join in and tweak it and, and, and create something new out of it. Uh, but uh, what Google seems to be doing, allegedly, of course, because I don't want to get sued by Google now for, for defamation or anything like that. But according to the European Commission, what Google does. It provides uh, the largest uh, telephone manufacturers incentives uh, and sign them uh, all sorts of agreements to make sure they never, ever, ever use any uh, any open source or any, any sort of uh, competitive uh, system to the Android system. So what it means in, in, in real terms is the Android system can, you know, it stops the Android system from being developed. From being right. from being, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the European Commission thinks that that harms competition and and uh, it is uh, quite unfair, and um, that consumers are 
not really benefiting from it. So yeah, so 80%, uh, that's a lot. That's a that lot of market share. And again, the thing is that it goes back to the search engines. So forget the, uh, forget the, the operating system. I think what is important here is the searches. And then it's the paid searches and it is the unpaid searches and it is the Google stores and it's the shopping, which, which, uh, uh, at, at one point, uh, I assume Google will be getting, uh, um, uh, some revenue out of that as well, out of every, uh, purchase that, that is being carried out through its search engine. So everything seems to be linked together. Um, uh, in terms of Google uh, uh, wish to dominate the market, what Google really wants, Google wants its um, uh, search engine to be uh, the only one right. being used so that it can benefit from all sorts of other things uh, that follow, like, you know, the, now, the shop. Yeah. Now, it, it seemed, and you highlighted an important point. The whole focus of antitrust theory and, and antitrust laws is the belief, the strong belief, that uh, monopolization stifles innovation. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people uh, who are very critical of the, the dropping of the um, antitrust case against Microsoft that had started under the Clinton administration and the Bush administration dropped it um, over the objections of uh, Robert Bork, who is uh, was a famed antitrust lawyer and very um, pro-market antitrust lawyer and uh, in, who actually was shocked by the when the decision not to go after Microsoft, and um, and people say that part of the reason why we well, some people believe we're, we're stuck with so many people are stuck with Microsoft at least in, or at least during the few years after that um, in terms of Windows and the the operating system people being very unhappy with it was because Microsoft was able to use its dominance to. Um, to avoid having to innovate, and um, you know now I, I think the, the market's getting more competitive, and they're having to respond. And, and so you know, there's a benefit to consumers from innovation. And then the cell phone, look at the the whole iPhone and the Android market. You know that's an innovation that's created great benefit. And so um, that's really what that's what that's what's going on here. People are trying to allow greater innovation, and you know, which usually that brings value to consumers. Yes, uh, <clears throat> I think some of the practices go beyond this because because uh, the, the, other, the other thing that Google seems to be doing is is because of its technical ability, which is obviously superior to any other search engine uh, at the moment, that they are able to effectively steal snippets or, or snippets are those those little bits of writing from 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 comp- competitive search engines and display them on Google searches without actually giving any benefit to that search. So, so they, it's a it's a complete uh, clearance. But but you know I, I worry about monopoly. I don't want to sound as if uh, uh, as, as if I hate monopolies because like everyone else, you know we all love. Uh, competition, but but I think that uh, as you say, the majority uh, of us use only Google. Uh, but let's 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 not forget what happened to the uh, uh, telephone uh, industry in the United States. Right. And there was a point in time, I believe, where there was uh, uh, loads and loads and loads of telephone providers, but not every American home had a, had a telephone. Uh, and then uh, there was a period where, where there was a consolidation of the market, uh, with, with pretty much one company running the whole show. Uh, and that actually brought the uh, 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 telephones and, and into every American home they did. Uh, and made it made it hugely uh, affordable as well. Uh, so there are some benefits in, in having monopolies, but I think that in this case, um, 
But it's, actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because at, at, on the same time, there was all this innovation that would happen in the 90s and 2000s that had been sitting in AT&T's closet. Um, and because they had monopoly power, they didn't really feel any pressing need to pursue those. And that later became, you know, the wireless technology and the other technologies yeah. that yeah. we kind of it's, we've seen expand in the last twenty years. And so, yeah, I mean, there was there obviously there's the the there was some benefit to allowing a monopoly to lay down the infrastructure and and build it out. But um, yeah, there was also other prices that were paid. So um, now we get to, um, I guess we, we did the we did the, re, the Return of the Jedi, and now we're on to the Empire Strikes Back, the third installment of the uh, EU investigation into Google. And that is now um, there's an investigation into their AdWords program. Um, and we're going to take a short break. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about that with more. You're listening to Cyberlaw Business Report only on cranberry.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs. Affiliate Buzz. Next Gen Now. CEO Coach. Cyber Law and Business Report. Have found a new home. SEO Rockstars. SEM Synergy. Webcology. SEO 101. PPC Rockstars. Purse Strings with Maria Retan. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs have found a new home. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. And we're back. Um, this is Bennett Kelly with Cyberlaw Business Report, and I have with me Yair Cohen. And we've been talking about the EU's uh, antitrust struggles with Google. And uh, we just briefly want to – can you just briefly tell us what's this third investigation that's going on with uh, AdWords? Uh, yes. Uh, so so, so we, know, we know Google uh, has got the, the, the uh, we call natural searches, which is what we discussed in the, the first part of this program. 
uh, and then it has got the paid, uh, 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 the paid search results. And, and, and you would have thought that there will be a fair uh, play here, that, that uh, pay-per-click, as we know it, um, and what Google is accused of doing is preventing, um, preventing uh, its users or its advertisers from uh, using other providers or other 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 other, uh, other uh, um, uh, equivalent of Google in terms of. Um, in terms, sorry, I got I got a little bit of a, of a struggle here. Let me start again. Uh, what 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 seems to be the case is that. Um, Advertisers who display Google advertising on the websites are stopped by Google from preventing other uh, type of advertising. So the the uh, the allegation is that Google wants to turn itself into the sole provider of advertising. So all the advertising on the internet effectively will be Google advertising, uh, which is again a completely different market. There is a whole market of, uh, of of selling advertising, like we know from the offline. There are advertising agencies. So 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 what what Google seems to be uh, trying to do is telling uh, advertiser, look, you can only use us, and if you don't want to use us. Uh, then, then, uh, so, so if you don't want to use us exclusively, then you cannot display uh, Google advertising on your websites at all. Okay. Now, I want to jump in because um, there's also a bigger picture here. And we, in addition to the three Google antitrust investigations, here's just a, a, a short roster of some other things. And we have information on this, by the way, in our show notes, which are at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. And um, so check it out. But um, you have Apple. Um, Apple also has antitrust investigation and now has the huge um, tax um, investigation going on where there's a big battle with the EU over taxation, saying they didn't, they've been unnecessarily sheltering tax um, loopholes in Ireland. Google has the three antitrust investigations as well as the right-to-be-forgotten lawsuits. And they also have tax issues going on. Amazon also has an antitrust investigation, um, and they also have some tax issues going on with Luxembourg. Um, Microsoft, also battling over the right to be forgotten, also has antitrust issues. Facebook, they have a huge data privacy investigation going on. They have antitrust issues in Germany and tax issues in Britain. Qualcomm also has antitrust inf- issues. You know, it, it seems like the view from you know Silicon Valley is, you know, the EU EU has become like the, the dangerous hood. Not the, you know, don't walk there late at night. It seems like you know we're, they're just trying to jump us, and um, you know, to, mainly because we we got a competitive advantage. We got the, we got the the leg up on them in the internet, and now they're trying to. To play catch up and are trying to handicap our companies. Well, look, let let, let let's take take one example. Uh, let's take the uh, um, a, a, the Apple tax tax. Sure. Thing. And 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 you you might be able and you, the listeners might be able to to realize that, that those investigations in a way are benefiting Ameri- the, the American people or the American taxpayer, and, and this is why, because it seems that um, over its operations uh, in Ireland. Where Apple is based, Apple is paying, has been paying 0.6% uh, rate of tax. 0.6% rate of tax. Now we have here uh, in Europe what is called corporation tax. Uh, I know there is something similar in, in the United States, yeah? Uh, but what, what do you call it, uh, Bennett? 
Uh, uh, corporation tax? Yeah, we have corporation tax. Oh, so uh, yeah, so it is corporation tax. But and if you're not- president, yeah. you don't have to pay him. <laughs> well, well, the, the, the usual rate of corporation tax, uh, I mean, here in the UK, uh, is 20%, and it's between 15 and 20% uh, uh, in different states in Europe. So what Ireland decided to do, they decided to undercut the rest of Europe in terms of taxes and offer a tax haven, okay? And they then decided to offer a, 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 a specialist treatment to Apple, where all the other companies will be paying 10 up to 12% corporation tax in Ireland, which is still lower than the rest of Europe. Um, and uh, But Apple is paying 0.6%. So what the European Commission say, hang on for a second, you know, you, you, you should have paid 14 billion, or say, let's call it 15 billion US dollars uh, uh, roughly in tax. Uh, so you would have thought that the Irish would be quite happy about it because, you know, they, they, they're going to, uh, you know, the European Commission told Apple they have to pay back to the Irish government 15 billion U.S. dollars in tax. But the Irish are not happy. They're saying, no, 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 we don't want this money. <laughs> we, are, we don't want this money. You know, thank you very much. We, we want to ca- carry on giving Apple that specialist treatment. Now, by giving Apple that sort of treatment, the risk, of course, is that Apple and other companies will be diverting uh, profits from the United States as well from other countries to countries where they only pay not 0.6% uh, tax, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I, we've actually had someone on um, who's written a book about, you know, basically how corporations you know, legally get away with paying no taxes. And... Um, you know, we we had had a special on at uh, April fifteenth a few years back discussing this, and Apple does have this huge um, kind of shell game where it tries to move all claim all of its income is is happening in Ireland, which is this sounds ludicrous. It is ludicrous, and, and and you can you can you can think of it as anti-competitive uh, behavior by Ireland. Towards its 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 other its its other member states of the EU, and the rest of the club is saying, "Hang on, hang on for a second. So you offering not 0.6 percent. So the, tomorrow England will be offering not 0.06 percent. It's going to, you know, then we're going to end up with people paying, you know, corporations paying absolutely no tax, and they're all going to move out. They're all going to move the the the, the tax facilities uh, uh, from from the United States and from other uh, places in Europe uh, to to whoever going to offer them, you know." totally ridiculous level of tax to pay. So that right. cannot be acceptable, right? So I don't think they're picking on, uh, on, on Apple or, or on Amazon or anything like that. I think it's the other way around. Uh, I think is the European Commission has been, uh, because it's such a massive bureaucratic organization, they've been asleep for far too long. And then you have those uh, big massive corporations that, that really are, you know, they've been taking advantage uh, of a very weak uh, uh, commission uh, in Europe, and therefore they, they, they've been enjoying uh, a huge tax benefits that they would never have got in America. So, um, what about the, the the other than that? Do you, do you think there is a sense that in in the EU that they, there's a feeling that um, we need to protect European internet businesses, so let's try to go after the American big boys. Or it, it's no, just no. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that there is any realistic uh, uh, European uh, alternative to Google. Although, although 
the the original claim against Google uh, in relation to its search engines came from from a, a French search engine company. So they actually started this whole thing. Uh, not that they ever, uh, you know, be able to 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 to, you know, match Google or anything like that. So I think, in, in, in uh, you know, even though the whole thing was started by a French company, uh, they thought, you know, let's let let's see if we can ever ever go Google here. Ultimately, it is unrealistic to 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 um, uh, to, to to believe that the action against Google or against Amazon are there for the benefit of corporations that are based in the in Europe. Uh, they are uh, arguably for the benefit of the citizens of Europe. That, that the European Commission say, look, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, you should pay, pay your fair amount of taxes, uh, your fair share of taxes, and also you should be able to to offer, uh, uh, you know, European citizens want to uh, have have some some alternatives. They don't want to be um, um, imprisoned by 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 one corporation. And, and, and have absolutely no 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 other choice. So, uh, Yari, let me let me cut you short because we only have about four minutes left, and I want to get some um, cover a couple little little additional ground. One is um, you have a book coming out. Why don't you tell us what that is very briefly? Oh, my book uh, is coming up in a couple of weeks' time, and it is it is a, a, about about another another trend that uh, is going on in Europe, and it's to do with the, the old concept. Uh, of policing the internet, uh, so 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 what it is um, uh, all about is is, is the the uh, the idea that uh, the internet uh, uh, should no longer be remain self-policed, and there should be more interven- intervention or higher level of intervention by uh, government or by by, by actual police uh, into the way. Um, into the way uh, the internet is being uh, 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 policing itself, and, and I think one of the examples is the recent uh, Facebook uh, case in New York uh, um, in, in relation to, to allegation that Facebook has been uh, helping uh, a terrorist organizations to facilitate their activities. Uh, and what Facebook is saying, well, you know, in, in quite a lot of those instances, the, the users haven't breached our our own uh, uh, terms and, and conditions. However, the, the allegations are that uh, the terms and conditions or the self-policing system of, of, of Facebook uh, in this instance is not sufficient and hasn't proven itself uh, to be effective. So the risk, of course, is that there is going to come a time where we have a higher level of government inter- intervention uh, in relation to what has been happening on the Internet. But it is a controversial book. It's something to think about. Uh, and I think um, it is inevitable, and we, we we can see it happening very very slowly. We we have um, um, you know we we have more and more government intervention uh, into into uh, what's been happening online. No, it's an interesting topic. In fact, um, just last week I was at a presentation um, on fueling extremism on the internet that was sponsored by the U.S. Holocaust Museum and Loyola Marymount. Um, university and it's actually included in the show notes and yeah. um, the very and just after I came back from the presentation I noticed that the Congressional Research Service which is an arm of the Library of Congress um, had done um, a st- report on the, this very topic and you know what to, because still, there are some people that want Twitter and Facebook and others to crack down 
on um, terrorist organizations that may be utilizing social media platforms. And, and, and the problem is, and the, um, as you mentioned in your book, the net is closing birth of the e-police, um, the, the way the, the, the American's perspective is that um, laws that criminalize the dissemination of the pure advocacy of terrorism without more would likely be deemed unconstitutional. Um, that you can um, go after incitement to acts, but just incitement to supporting a terrorist cause um, is not enough to, to warrant criminal prosecution is the view over here. Um, but it is an interesting topic. And so when the book comes out, we, we may want to bring you back on to, to have that debate. Now, um, one other thing I, I want to point out before, um, tell us um, where, how people can find out more information about you and your firm. Yeah, um, we, we, we are, we are uh, carrying on with the good work. We, we are here to, to help uh, many of those uh, individuals and, and, and organizations um, that uh, sometimes feel a little bit lost um, uh, with, with, with the Internet, uh, with the globalization, uh, or with, with, the, with the old concept that they, they, they might be attacked online. Uh, or, or, or they might be sabotaged by, by sort of mysterious uh, people uh, online. And uh, what I find is that quite often, as you would know from, from your work, Bennett, is that there's, there's, there's no one to speak to, there's, there's, there's no person to turn to. Facebook is faceless, uh, as, as we like to call it. And uh, what we do, we, we provide them with, with the support that they need, uh, we obtain the disclosure order that they need. We have great uh, um, relationship with people uh, such as yourself and your company. Uh, and we really try to benefit uh, as many people as we can uh, in a world that is uh, very highly specialist. And, and as you know, uh, you've got to be very, very careful how you how you uh, uh, conduct yourself, even as a lawyer on the Internet. Exactly. And um, we only have a, a few seconds left. I'm going to be speaking tomorrow at the California State Bar annual meeting, meeting in San Diego, um, doing a presentation on ethical issues of playing in the social media sandbox. Um, check out the State Bar website. It will be streamed live on the Internet, so check it out. Check us out at um, internetlawcenter.net. Um, check out the show. Um, show notes are at cyberlawradio.wordpress and on Twitter at cyberlawradio. Yair Cohen. Thank you once again. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, even pleasure. Thank you very reaching, much. Reaching across the pond. And this is Bennett Kelly. You've been listening to the Cyberlawn Business Report. Um, we'll be back next week with another edition of, of the latest in Internet Law and Policy. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.